I'm Paul Taylor. Welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. Today, I want to talk about shocking new research on the health effects of red meat. Now, we have been told for decades that red meat is not good for us. uh, And lots of people have complained that there has not been a separation between processed red meat and unprocessed red meat. Um, So often what you'll find when they talk about red meat is that they lump in sausage rolls and pies and things like salami and bacon with unprocessed red meat, um, such as uh, a piece of steak. Well, there's a recent study that was uh, published in the journal Nature Medicine. And if you've been on the podcast before, you'll know that's a highly respected journal, anything that's from the Nature series. The name of the journal is Health Effects Associated with Consumption of Unprocessed Red Meat, a Burden of Proof Study. Now, this study is important for two reasons. Number one, that it's just looking at unprocessed red meat. I think... Pretty much everybody accepts that processed red meat is bad for your health and can significantly increase your risk of certain diseases, particularly colorectal cancer, it seems to be the strongest. Um, however, so this one was just looking at unprocessed red meat, but that next part of the title, a burden of proof study, is really important. And the reason um, that it's important um, is you need to wind back a little bit um, and, and look at uh, a study or a couple of studies or a series uh, called the Global Burden of Disease Studies. So these are studies, um, highly respected studies um, uh, that came out um, looking at um, the things that are in our environment that have the biggest impact on disease, right? So um, a little bit of detail is warranted here. So what they do in these studies is they they look at a number of different things that contribute to overall disease burdens. And and in these studies, they've looked at the significant dietary risk factors. Now, in 2017, the Global Burden of Disease Analysis that was published 2017 attributed 25,000 deaths um, worldwide uh, and 1.3 million deaths disability-adjusted life years. So DALYs, that's a combination of early death and lost years from lost quality, basically. Um, So that was to red meat. So if we just bear that in mind, in 2017, they said that 25,000 deaths and 1.3 million DALYs um, were attributed to red meat. And red meat intake was the least important of 15 dietary factors um, that they estimated. Now, if you fast forward to 2019, the global, the same study um, actually attributed um, a, a diet high in red meat was responsible from eight for 896,000 deaths and 23.9 million DALYs and had jumped from the 15th most important dietary risk factor right up to the fifth dietary risk factor. So how on earth was that? Um, Now, a number of uh, highly respected researchers 
actually wrote to the Lancet and they published um, their criticism of it and basically said, um, you know, what is the justification? And it turns out that the way that that it jumped um, from uh, the 15th um, biggest risk factor to the fifth biggest risk factor, and, and by the way, the 15th was the basically the lowest dietary risk factor, all the way up to the fifth and went from 25,000 to 896,000, was just about statistics. So in 2019, with no justification whatsoever, they completely changed the goalposts in 2019 and decided um, without any reasonable justification to reduce the theoretical minimum risk exposure level, i.e. a safe intake level of red meat to zero, absolutely zero. Now, how you can take any component of the ancestral human diet, stuff that we have eaten for all of our existence, whether it be red meat or whether it be fruit and vegetables, um, how you can then say or reset with no evidence whatsoever that the safe exposure level is now zero um, is beyond me. And it was certainly beyond these researchers um, who uh, put in that letter of, of, of uh, concern into the Lancet. And as they pointed out, um, that really their results, whenever they changed the goalposts, um, were in complete contradiction to most of the available evidence, right? So now we need to fast forward to this new study. So it has been carried out by the same group that was behind the Global uh, Burden of Disease Study, and they're called the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. And what they did in this study is basically with this burden of proof study, uh, it's basically like the justice system. You are innocent until proven guilty. So rather than go, we're going to arbitrarily set the safe intake at zero, um, we're actually going to say, well, there actually is a burden of proof that needs to be brought to say that something is bad for you. And they used um, updated and, and, and really quite sophisticated statistics, which I hope that will actually be a precedent for other researchers. Now, I'm not going to go into it in, in huge amounts of detail because I actually want to get one of the authors of the paper onto the podcast to discuss it because I think this is really important. And, and the statistical manipulations or the statistics that different researchers use um, can explain a lot of the discrepancies that we see in the research. Okay, so what did they find whenever they used this new method of a burden of proof? Well, I'm actually just going to read it out directly from the paper. We found weak evidence of association between unprocessed red meat consumption and colorectal cancer. Now, that is in contrast to uh, processed red meat. So um, a weak association, or sorry, weak evidence, and um, also weak evidence of the uh, association between unprocessed red meat and breast cancer, um, type 2 diabetes, and ischemic heart disease. They go on to say, moreover, we found no evidence of association between unprocessed red meat and ischemic stroke, stroke or hemorrhagic stroke. We also found that while risk for the six outcomes in our analysis combined was minimized at zero grams of unprocessed red meat intake a day, the 95% uncertainty level that incorporated between study and 
heterogeneity was very wide from zero to 200 grams a day. Now, what the hell does that mean in English? What it means is that basically, in theory, um, if you eat zero grams of, of unprocessed red meat, you might minimize your risk. However, they cannot say that with any degree of scientific certainty. That 95% uncertainty level is pretty key. Basically, if anything's below that, um, we say that it doesn't have uh, reasonable evidence. Um, so it was really wide. So they're saying anything from zero grams to 200 grams a day, they can't be certain that there's any difference. Now, they went on to say that while there is some evidence that eating unprocessed red meat is associated with increased risk of disease, incidence and mortality, it is weak and insufficient to make stronger or more conclusive recommendations. Um, so there you go. That is the latest update um, on red meat. Um, uh, processed red meat, we all know, not good. But now unprocessed red meat would appear um, to have not very strong evidence at all uh, as to any risk of it, uh, up to about 200 grams a day, which is a whopping amount of red meat, let's be honest. But what it really means is that there shouldn't be any government guidelines or other other guidelines from um, whether they're dietitians groups or Heart Foundation or whatever group it may be, um, that there should not be public recommendations uh, based around minimising consumption of unprocessed red meat. Now, whether you choose to eat red meat or not is entirely up to you, and quite a lot of my vegan friends obviously don't eat it um, because the, um, of the ethical reasons, and, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but it would seem to be that there has been a bit of scaremongering in terms of red meat and our health risks if it is unprocessed red meat. So if you do like the odd steak, um, the latest research would say you can probably have it guilt-free. That's it for me. Catch you next time. That's a wrap for today's edition of the podcast. If you're enjoying it, please leave us a review as they really do help much more than you think. Remember to check out the show notes for today's episode and also remember to hit subscribe so that you get notified early of new releases of the podcast. See you next time.